Alright all you Streetlight Crusaders and wrestling fans alike out there tonight, welcome back to the Tuesday Night Special and now it's time for us to talk about what happened during the second half of Monday Night Raw from San Jose, California. And the next match to take place on Monday Night Raw and the reason why Imperium was out there in the ring in the first place would be a street fight between them and the New Day, or should I say Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci versus Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. And before the New Day could even get to the ring, folks, we would see this street fight kick off in an ugly way in the form of them just immediately trying to beat the Living Daylight's flag tag out of each other. And would even see Xavier Woods on the receiving end of some very brutal shots during this match, not only receiving the double signature drop kick of Imperium with a steel chair assist right to the ribs of Xavier Woods, but then would see him suffer the wrath of a kendo stick assault by Imperium, only for his head to almost get taken, only for Kaiser to suffer the wrath of a tiger knee right directly to the face thanks to Kofi Kingston. But Kofi would get clothesline right out of his shoes by Giovanni Vinci only for a chair shot to go right to the head of Kaiser, thanks to none other than Kofi Kingston, and then a toss of the stairs, or to the stairs, to Giovanni Vinci during this match. Then we would even see a kendo stick attack by the New Day to Ludwig Kaiser, only for none other than Xavier Woods, and I got a feeling a little shout out to his teacher, Devon, by telling him to go get the tables and him in the form of Kofi Kingston, only for a limit breaker elbow to Giovanni Vinci through the table cutting up his back, and even a shot of daybreak during this match, only for near fall thanks to Ludwig Kaiser and his quick action attacking the ref. Only for the New Day to break out a move they haven't done since Biggie was around in the form of the Midnight Hour that we almost called the final hour, but it would be the final move we would see them try to do during this match because Kofi Kingston would get sent to the outside of the ring off the top rope by Vinci through a table only for Vinci to continue his shenanigans during this match with a chair shot right to the head of Xavier Woods as he would try to make his way into the ring and then none other than Ludwig Kaiser would send him right into the chair in the corner and would roll up his tights or do the Monday night special with a roll up tight chaser only for the team of Imperium to win this match under some questionable means in a no disqualification match via pinfall. After that match was over, meanwhile backstage, we would hear from Chad Gable throwing his hat into the ring for the reason why in the world he believes he deserves a shot at Gunter at WrestleMania for the Intercontinental Championship, and would say that it means more to him than just a match, it's revenge against Gunther after what he did to his daughter, making him cry and laughing at her pain, and would say yeah. That, and with the combination of calling me a terrible father, I want him, and I want him bad. And would even show a cool video online about how bad he wants him. 
But seeing the fact that we can't show you that footage on radio, that and plus because, you know, copyright reasons, we go into our next match of the night, which would see none other than Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark going one-on-one against Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. And before this match could kick off, we would hear Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark pissed off about the fact that Indy Hartwell and Candice got a shot because Indy was the hometown favorite. And they would unfortunately lose that set contest, folks, for the tag team championships of the women's variety at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, and then would say to the Kabuki Warriors that you better watch this match carefully because you're going to be the next ones tapping out, and that will be the only way you'll be able to escape our grasp next time. And during this match, to prove the fact of what they said was wrong, we would see Candice LeRae during this match immediately right out of the gate, not only hitting a step-up senton to Shayna Baszler, but also a cannonball to the outside of the ring to Zoe Stark, but unfortunately would suffer the wrath of a... Knee right directly to the face that would kill all that momentum she had That would lead to a half Nelson suplex for a near fall by Zoe Stark But ultimately this match would come to an end Even though Candice LeRae was able to tag out to Indy Hartwell Who hit a nasty spine buster Unfortunately would pin the wrong woman Because Zoe Stark would not be legal It would be Shayna Baszler instead Who would hit a Karafuda clutch On Indy Hartwell Causing her to tap out For the team of Shayna Baszler And Zoe Stark to win this match Via submission And meanwhile backstage After that very quick loss we would see we would see our truth still upset backstage and a little bit confused after what happened with the judgment day only for diy to show up with the miz to say hey you was able to help us so much and was able to cheer us up so much i think it's time for us to cheer you up i think it's time for us to do something to the judgment day and get a little bit of revenge for champa to say are you ready which would add to the confusion of our truth saying that you're trying to regenerate something aren't you yeah you know what you're regeneration x for the men's to say no that's not it you know what whatever it is it and you know what that is that's awesome only for our truth to take the monitor away and for them to go off to plan something devious against the judgment day only for things to go back into the ring and for Drew McIntyre to take the microphone after his non-tainted victory at the Elimination Chamber. Of course he's gonna say that. But Drew McIntyre would say, we did it. No, you did it and so did Logan Paul with a pair of brass knucks, but I digress because then we would hear him say that he came out of the Elimination Chamber with an injury, suffered a ruptured eardrum, and had a little injury talk with the doctor saying, What, do you think I'm CM Punk? I'm gonna make my way to WrestleMania this year. And would even sit Indian style in the ring and would tell CM Punk that he drank twice as much for the both of them to celebrate the fact that he's going to WrestleMania, and he's not. 
karma's gonna bite him in the ass one day for all of this, but I digress once again because then he would call out Seth Rollins and would say to Seth Rollins that he's got the opportunity, or Seth would come out and say, congratulations for winning the Elimination Chamber and you've got the opportunity this time to try to win a championship, not in a warehouse, but at a giant oversized stadium against a man who is a visionary, who is a revolutionary, who is none other than Seth freaking Rollins. But Drew McIntyre would wake up Seth Rollins from his delusions of grandeur of what he's been doing as of late, because he would say, you know, you got this match coming up, you're fighting against me, it's not gonna be an easy task, but why are you making it so hard on yourself? He says, what's going on on SmackDown right now is none of your business, and that you should be worried about the world championship on Raw. And if he was world champion, if SmackDown was on fire, he wouldn't pee on them to put him out because the responsibility is for Raw and Raw only. And would say that you know if you keep barking up this tree to take on the bloodline the bloodline's gonna come out and it's gonna take my victory at wrestlemania only for seth rollins to tell him yeah you know what sometimes risks are worth taking and what do you think is gonna happen if i don't do this and the bloodline tries to go for more power they're going to eventually make the jump to Monday Night Raw and go for the World Heavyweight Championship. And would say that what if you're wrong? What if we're able to take out the bloodline? What if we're able to see my back fully healed and my knee working properly? And what if I'm able to put on one hell of a fight and it's just me and you at WrestleMania? And would say that once again, like he said, at Crown Jewel, May the best man win, and some risks are worth taking. Before leaving the ring, leading us to our next match of the night, which would see none other than Nia Jax going one-on-one -on -one against Liv Morgan. And in an interview prior to this match, we would hear Nia Jax saying that Liv is gonna get 10 times worse of what she did to Becky Lynch to her and would prove it, but with a little bit of resistance from Liv Morgan because she would send her over into the corner and try to beat the Daylight's flag tag out of her, only for Liv Morgan's Hurricane Rada attempt during this match to get countered directly into a Samoan drop, even a stretch muffler directly into the bottom turnbuckle during this match, for Liv Morgan to come at come back with a tope suicida during this match, even a drop kick off the top rope and a cold breaker for near fall. But ultimately this match will come into an emphatic end with a little bit of payback and not from Liv Morgan folks, because Liv Morgan who would try to dive out of the ring again would get Samoan dropped directly into the post for Becky Lynch to come out and try to beat the daylights out of Nia Jax for this match to end in disqualification in favor of Nia Jax. For Liv Morgan later on that night to get pissed off at Becky Lynch saying that not everything has to be about you and for Becky Lynch to get a match against Nia Jax next week a part of Monday Night Raw. Before we go any further folks, Ole Anderson, who would get honored tonight, the one of the former horsemen 
or one of the former four horsemen would unfortunately die this past week and may his work live on forever and may he forest ever rest in peace very sad to hear and definitely was one of my favorite horsemen back in the day outside of Arn. But outside of that tragic news, folks, the next thing to take place on Monday Night Raw would see Jey Uso talking about his hard times that he's currently going through with the fact that every single time he tries to get a championship and momentum going, he keeps falling down and he keeps failing. Only for Drew McIntyre to come out and say that I see the trouble you're going through, I've been there, I've done that, but I'm on an all-time high, I'm on big momentum right now, so from me to you and from the bottom of my heart, you deserve everything that's happening to you right now. Which would piss off Jey Uso and for a main event beatdown to take place backstage that Adam Pearce would be able to stop before we go into our... MAIN EVENT OF THE EVENING! Which would see none other than Grayson Waller going one-on-one -on -one against Cody Rhodes. Now, if you're wondering why in the world this is currently happening right now, folks, well, it's because Grayson Waller got embarrassed during the Grayson Waller effect with Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins after Cody Rhodes would call out The Rock and challenge him to a match anytime, any place anywhere up until wrestlemania i guess but then it would lead to none other than austin theory running his mouth and for him to receive a cody cutter and a curb stomp from seth rollins that night which would in the eyes of grayson waddler make it seem like the grayson waller effect was a farce which if that's what he thinks in his eyes well hey it is <laughs> but to get back his get back as some might say we would see him hit a rolling flatliner during the set contest for near fall only for cody rhodes to come back with a disaster kick for near fall and even austin theory at ringside to try to get some payback only for him to pay for it in the form of a tope suicida sending austin theory into the announce table only for cody rhodes to come back into the ring cody cutter crossroads three count your winner, Cody Rhodes. But after that win, folks, what would happen? We would see none other than Paul Heyman making his way to the ring for Cody Rhodes to grab a chair, not give a damn who in the world his name is, and then would say that if this is a bloodline setup, come on, bring it on, bring it. Only for... Paul Heyman to say, no, this is not a setup. You do not see any Samoan blood out here, but these are my friends from the NYPD. And granted, they're suspended right now, but they're still my friends. And would say that he needs to keep The Rock's name out of his mouth, despite him getting slapped this past week, or more or less at the WrestleMania press conference, only for him to say, withdraw or else which for some strange reason reminded me of <laughs> of Demolition Man with that threat of a comment only for Cody Rhodes to say that the only reason he hasn't trashed him on the microphone yet and The Rock that is it's because he like many people around the world was a big fan of The Rock back in the day but he's fed up of being nice and if this is a setup come get me 
calling for Paul Heyman and his NYPD friends to surround the ring for Cody Rhodes to mourn him very carefully. That is, if he steps one more step inside this ring, he's taking everybody out in this ring. And for Paul Heyman to say, does that count for me? Yes, yes it does. For Cody Rhodes to send chairs flying all over the place and even do a Sabu chair throw to the last security guard, take him out with a crossroads, and then would say that, yeah, you know what? Call whoever you want to call, which he tried to call Roman Reigns and The Rock, only for him to say that the bloodline's not hunting me anymore, I'm hunting the bloodline. And then would continue to take out the security guards once again, or NYPD officers who are suspended, for them to get thrown out of the ring, for Raw to come to a close for the night, with Roman Reigns' phone and The Rock's phone blowing up thanks to Paul Heyman holding both of them up to his face, looking like a complete fool. But what will happen next week? Will Cody Rhodes get arrested for touching suspended officers? Will we see Nia Jax finally getting her comeuppance from Becky Lynch? And what other shenanigans will we see from R-Truth as we circle our way through the road to WrestleMania? We'll find out that and more next week during another exciting edition of Monday Night Raw. But until then, folks, I think it's time for us to head back to that music. And when we return, we'll be back with more of the Tuesday Night Special and that streetlight delight that comes along with it as the Tuesday Night Special rolls on right after this. So don't fall asleep just yet, folks, and stay tuned. 